Okay. Uh, welcome to today's episode of Real Estate Rollercoaster. I am Amanda Dockham, team lead of Crimson Realty Group in Houston, Texas. And I'm Sandy Lynn Burnett, and I'm the team lead of the Burnett Group, hashtag Team TVG, out of the Quad Cities, Iowa, and Illinois. You're an ass. I need to include my hashtag going forward, apparently, so I could be socially <laughs> relevant like you and not a dinosaur. <laughs> Thank you for that, showing me up in the first 10 seconds. That's awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> this is Real Estate Roller Coaster, weekly unscripted podcast discussing the ups and downs of agent life and just truly an unfiltered account of what it's like to be in our industry. Um, our intent is to have a new episode every Wednesday, and we hope that you'll join us for some fun. Um, today's topic, uh, I've titled it Keeping Up with the Joneses. It's something that I've struggled with, well, can't really say struggle, but it was just something I didn't know what to do in the first several years of my career. Um, I always felt like I had to compete with those around me or be as fancy as other agents. Um, but I'm in, a, I'm in a huge market. We got 40,000 licensed agents here. Um, what are your thoughts on it? You know, um, when I just heard you start talking about it, I just wrote down, I wrote myself a little note. Um, I had never driven a luxury vehicle, uh, until I, by the way, my husband thinks I say vehicle weird. Do I say like it again? Vehicle, vehicle. Yeah, you, you, it's very enunciated vehicle. I just say vehicle. You, you, you actually say the H vehicle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually, um, so I had a Nissan Murano when I started in real estate and after a couple of years in uh, my real estate career, I let, you know how the luxury car dealers, I don't know if it's the same down in Houston, but up here, a buddy of mine dropped off a Porsche and was like, cause he knew I like absolutely loved the car. He's like, why don't you drive it around a couple of days? And I, so I actually drove it around in my neighborhood and all the neighbors that know me, I asked them, I go, do you, do you view me differently driving yeah. this car versus my Murano? And a hundred percent of them was like, yeah, we See, do. I drive a Nissan Rogue. It's like the cheap cousin of the Murano. So <laughs> I get that. And I, I have, honestly, I have like 130,000 miles on my car. I've had it for you know some years it's it's paid it's great but i've had mm -hmm. no issues with it but i'm at that point to where and i'm glad you started with the car because that is a thing here i have found myself when i go on listing appointments that are just higher than my usual price point i take my fancier purse. <laughs> this is so terrible to say out loud i take my fancier purse i start to wonder it's like is my car going to make a difference. Like, I feel like I need to impress these people that I'm on their level and they can trust me. And I know that I don't need to do that. I'm very good at what I do and I'm an intelligent person, but also I'm, I'm thinking about changing cars. I've really been on the Tesla, um, train for a while, but also we talked about that and yes, being an oil country in Houston. And I've had a couple of listing appointments and we were talking about, you know, cars for some reason. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about getting a Tesla. So have you ever thought about, it? and they just look at me. No, I'm a civic <laughs> engineer. And I'm like, well, fuck me. 
Yeah. So glad I just said that out loud. No, <laughs> and it's 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 a very real. It's a concern here. Um, but I just I would kind of feel like an ass because I feel like every time I'd roll up, it's like, "Hi, I'm the reason you're going to be unemployed in ten years. Can I sell your house?" Um, so, but I'm, I I haven't like. So I I am at long story short, I bought the Porsche, <laughs> and it has um it has actually been uh the payment was a complete pain in my side um so mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk about that in a little bit but I do have to say driving the Porsche allowed me to dress like shit for my appointments and because it's like exactly and <laughs> I've made friends with my clients and they told me they completely trusted me even though I wore workout clothes to, you know, my first time meeting them showing a house or whatever. And they were just like, yeah, we knew we were fine. It may not matter to our prospective clients or, I mean, it may not matter, but I think, and I can't speak for everyone, but I think for a lot of us, it matters to us. It's just, you kind of feel like there's you're a little bit more substantial and that you can relate to them. I am going to get my first luxury car by the end of the year. I think I've settled. I'm going to hold off on an EV right now. And I think I'm going to get myself a Land Rover. Um, and I'm excited about it and I'm not excited about that payment, but I feel like <laughs> I'm at a point where I've earned it and I've yeah. learned I need to start rewarding myself. And I spend a lot of time in my car a lot of time in my car. Exactly. That was another reason I made the decision because I, I care about things that I use every day. So mm -hmm. I care about my house. I care about my car, my sunglasses. My phone. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I will always, always spend money on a phone. My house is my retreat. I can turn off my electronics and nobody can bother me here. It's great. So I agree. And my car. I've never, I've personally, I've never minded having a car payment. Now, am I looking forward to that car payment? No, but I feel like I've earned it, but it's, it keeps in theme with the topic of, are you doing that for yourself? Or are you doing that for status amongst your peers? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with video. And I know you and I have talked about video before, but there it's, it's like I'm in high school. There's an enormous amount of peer pressure. If you don't do video, you're going to be irrelevant in five years. I was in professional coaching. I won't, I won't name the program, but I was in professional coaching for many years. And they are very video centric and really push for it. And I get it, but I find it exhausting trying mm -hmm. to come up with the content, shoot it, make sure I don't look like a moron doing it. Um, you know, just, just all of it. I know you've done more social media video than I have. Like I've done zero. So anybody has really? done more than I. You've yes. done zero? I have not Girl. done a single damn video. I have ideas, but I, no, I haven't. Well, I'm doing this podcast. later episode. Does that count? This podcast has a video. <laughs> the, the more you do video, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody hates doing video. That's why it yeah. makes you stand out because not enough people are doing video. That being said, I think you can survive without video. If your niche is, um, grandpa and grandma real estate. See, that was a dig and that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's on my intent list. And I mean, you honestly, know, well okay. Like 
But we, you know, we've talked about this before. What's the best form of lead gen? It's the one you do, you know? So I get it. If you're not video, then fine. But then, I mean, you run a team, so make them do video or something like, but make sure there's video in there. Yeah. I I thought about that. Right. Right. Shit rolls downhill. So I I, I thought about that. Um, It's on my to-do list. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, a to-do list can be five feet long, you know, but I've, I'm beginning to make it a priority. I mean, for example, as I told you, I started planning this podcast in April and it is now July. So I have a long development time before it's like I nut up and do it and that's fine. But you're but doing I, it. Give I yourself am. credit for that. Yay. I am. You should. Um, but there is definitely an element of pressure to keep up with the cinematic listing videos, which I love, I love to watch them and I've had ideas for them. Uh, but honestly, by the time I get a listing and I want to do it, we get the listing on the market so quickly. I don't have time to produce and make these fun videos and I'm sure I'm overcomplicating it, but there's, there's a degree of pressure to kind of rise because you see all these other people doing these things. Well, I feel a personal guilt in that where I'm like, Ooh, cause I, I like to walk around saying I'm the best. Do I right. produce the highest? No. But like, if I have confidence in what I'm, you know, I'm selling myself, they're going to buy a house or sell a house either way. It's like, I'm selling use me in this process. Right. Yeah. And so am I the best if I'm not doing that or you know what I mean? And so it's a matter of, I I completely agree with you of like the listing videos and things, but also remember they all started somewhere too, especially if they self-produce. And Mm -hmm. so if you start now, if I start now, we're still like light years ahead of the others. Right. And you made the comment about, you know, selling to grandma and grandpa. And there is, I've noticed there's an age gap in the ones that are doing consistent fun videos and those of us that aren't. Mm-hmm. And honestly, look, I, at the point of making this episode, I am 44 years old. I, I grew up to where I am. You know, I love technology. Oh, I'm a complete tech- to edit that out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a technology nerd. You know, I grew up when it was really developing and it was cool, but I, I can't remember to do an Instagram story about everything I do 10 times a day. Like I forget, oh I genuinely God. forget Yes. how, I mean, I don't, it's, it's a generation thing. I, I think, and that's my excuse and I'm going to stick yeah. to it is I don't remember to completely document my entire day and share mm-hmm. it on a story. Um, but again, I should have a, a younger and more savvy team member do that, I guess. So that should be something that I work on. I'm going to pay my daughter to teach me how to make TikToks. But uh, so are you talking when you talk uh, keeping up with the Joneses, do you mean like financially or I've noticed you did kind of go this route where you're just like, and then this thing that I don't do very often, should I be doing it just because everyone else is? So there's also a financial aspect too. Um, I've, when I began real estate, I was part-time and I began with a very specific brokerage that's synonymous for taking on new agents and you go through their training. Um, I realized I wasn't going to make any money, kind of went to another brokerage, started to figure out what I was doing, you know, and kind of moved up. Mm-hmm. And I've found myself 
it's like, I feel like I need to keep up with those agents around me. And I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. And I don't know what their personal life looks like. I don't know their history. But when I look at somebody who has twice my production, I, I, I'm like, you're not smarter than me. I, you know, you're not more dedicated. It's like, what are you doing that I'm not? And then I tend to overextend myself to try to feel like I can compete when I shouldn't be competing with other agents mentally. I'm only in competition with myself. And I mean, you're right. Financially, it's like, I want to be that top producer or it's feeling to need to spend a ridiculous amount of money on leads just to keep up a certain level of production. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like your something you unintentionally compete with Ooh. in your business? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, obviously, obviously the car, um, but that really resonated with me when you were talking about comparing yourself to other agents, because I will like look at other agents and be like, I'm more, I'm like way more fucking charming. Like, do you really want that sitting across from your kitchen table? Like, but then you know what? You know where I suck at with that is making mm. everyone else realize how fucking great I am. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so it's like, all right, well, I have to make sure everybody understands all of this. Yeah, it's like this whole package right here. Yes. They're better at being remembered or whatever, Ooh. right? And no, that's so a good statement. That's another uh, big void that I feel is. So when, like, why is that person top of mind, but I wasn't it? Yeah. So that's a big way. Um, Social media, I definitely feel inferior, even though I think I'm pretty good on social media. Definitely always could be better. Oh my God, all my insecurities are coming up. (laughs) I need a tissue. (laughs) This is not a uh, Oprah episode. It's just, you know what, when you, people need to talk about it, I think. And it just kind of comes out and nobody talks about it. And we feel like we're alone in how we feel. Well, also fucking million dollar listing show doesn't help us. Like literally, am I really supposed to look like that? Be like that? Do I need, you were talking about, weren't you saying like hire a camera crew to fucking follow me around all day <sighs> full time. And it's like, yeah, I guess we do need to do that if we want to survive in this business. And so, then we have to be interesting enough. Okay. That right there. Yes. Like I, it's exhausting, um, putting on having being on all the time, but I I'm a little different that I have no interest in million dollar listings. Like I, I don't need the upkeep. The, Oh no. Uh, rich people turn me the fuck off. They're crazy. I, <laughs> and mm-mm. I've dealt with a couple of them and I'm like, yep. So, and so like that is better right. off somebody else's niche. I can't yeah. handle I can't handle like over analytically crazy because they have nothing better to do, you know, with their time Uh, that I've realized I'll stick with, you know, like the vets, you know, where I can just talk shit to their face and they love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I've, I've taken a few and I've quickly learned this is not my thing. This is not my thing. I, I can't sell this house. I mean, it's just, I, I have no interest in this. Um, And I don't feel like I have to keep up with those people, but at, I do, I guess personally through the years, I have figured that I've unfairly compared myself to agents that I felt like were more successful. 
And I've learned that there's always a story behind the facade. I mean, we're supposed to sound confident in everything we say and do. And I could sit here and confidently say, I have no idea, but let me go back and find the answer. You know, it's all about projecting that confidence. And some of the agents, when I first came to my current brokerage, I was completely intimidated by half of them. But then I learned okay. most of them are working part-time and their fancy designer bags weren't real. And I realized that I had more production and I was more consistent than some of the people I let intimidate myself. And I was like, why, why am I discounting myself immediately? It's. Do you ever. know a uh, piece of advice I got from a coach was basically obviously we're all our biggest competition and he worded it in a certain way that really like resonated with me. And it was, if you were your own competition, what would you do to take yourself down or to knock yourself out of competition? And I'm like, holy shit. And that had me like thinking differently because I was comparing myself to others. And really Uh it's like, okay, what should I be working on? What are the holes in my game? My mind. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I can answer that immediately is just consistency. I am the most inconsistent. I'm great at giving my transactions attention and my clients, they never want for information. That's really my focal point and what I have to offer um, is the attention and guidance to my clients. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're usually happy with it, but like prospecting consistency, no Uh, long-term follow-up consistency. No, ma'am. Well, don't I, fucking I, tell your competition. <laughs> like this was a self-reflective <laughs> question. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's, that's, that's kind of a deep question. What would you do to take yourself out? It really makes you mm-hmm. examine what you're not strong at. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Thank you for that one. You're yeah. I don't, I've, I've learned, try to not keep up with the masses and everybody has their own strengths. Mm-hmm. I believe in their own way of doing business. And personally, I mean, my priorities have shifted. I, two years ago, I, I, I was working 12 hours a day and I would end up working seven days a week. Um, I was trying to build the team, but also I had a certain goal number in my head that I wanted to reach a number of transactions. It wasn't even a dollar amount. It was just a number of transactions. And then I realized it's difficult to, find that balance to have your job and still have friends. Like there was no energy for me to left to make a phone call that wasn't real estate related. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I get texts from friends on a time where I wanted to be off and I'm like, what the hell? Like they're just trying to check in and tell me they love me. And I'm like, Oh my God, can my phone just stop blowing up? Yeah, no, it, it, this, this job will consume the amount of space in your life. You allow it to, I feel really guilty when I'm having free time. And when I'm not working, I'm like, I should be up. Like uh, I have a million things that I could be doing right now Uh because am I the best that I should be or could be? No. And I'm never going to be. And, um, that is something that I really struggle with. I feel an immense like guilt mm-hmm. and we, instead of like mom guilt, we should call it like real estate guilt or something. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel it like super hard. I can't 
if I'm off, if I'm off, I need to be out to where I'm like, okay, well, I could run into somebody that needs me or something. Right. Right. I, no, I, I'm networking. It's like, it's fucked up. No, I, I, I get that. And I, I definitely hits home for me. Um, I, during the day, like, okay, we work a lot on the weekends, right? I mean, that's when our clients are off. They want to go see houses. I've learned to take at least an afternoon in the week off. And for me, taking a day off just means I'm not going to leave the house. Like adult clothes mm-hmm. optional. I'm going to sit at home in my filth and be comfortable and happy. And I'll still do some laptop work, but I'm not leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of transitioned to, I'm taking my weekends for myself. And Part of me feels bad for that because I could be doing more. But again, this job will take up as much space as you give it. And when I see other agents on the MLS, when they have in the agent's notes saying, I don't work on Sunday, all offers will be considered and responses will be given Monday. My first reaction is, well, who are you to take Sunday off? And then I'm like, well, actually good for you. You know, I, how do you do that? Or when I call an agent and I get their voicemail and it's like dial blah, blah. And you know, if it's urgent, but other than that, like I'm not in the office right now or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I really need to like step my game up there. Um, you know, and we all run our own business how we want, you know, I make myself available to my clients sometimes too available. Yes. Uh, sometimes I, you know, resent it later, but I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm not the one that sticks the sign in the yard that you never hear from again. So right. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I, I do believe that you have to ask yourself why you're really in this industry. Is it to be real estate famous? Is it to make as much money as possible? Um, is it to be able to say, I've been top producer five years in a row, you know, and some people that that is their goal. And mm-hmm. I've realized that that's not mine. Like I got into this industry without the hardcore. This is why I'm doing real estate. Girl, I, just I got to too many people. skeletons in my closet to be real estate famous. <laughs> I don't need Motherf- to be real estate famous. Motherfuckers <laughs> will be climbing out of the woods to cancel me. You know, what my favorite is, you know, it's like, Sandy, why did you get into real estate? Oh, well, I got into real estate for financial freedom and to have control over my own schedule. <laughs> How control over your schedule do you feel? Do you want financial freedom or, <laughs> or weekends off? <laughs> right. Pick one. Um, I, I think I'm in a place to where I don't feel like I have to keep up with the fancy pants around me and really compete. It's I want to kind of set up an exit strategy, be comfortable and have time for myself because I've never given myself that before. I think I'm finally at like a healthy level to where my life isn't real estate, it's my career. And that was really hard for me to make the jump between the two. That's an amazing like career accomplishment. I know. I'm, proud of you. I'm so proud me too. Mm-hmm. Um so well, what one- advice what piece of advice would you give somebody in order to achieve that. I mean, you have to ask yourself why you're really doing. I mean, I'm asking for a friend, (laughs) (laughs) asking for a friend, you know, it's honestly, I mean, money is great. 
Right. I mean, money, money can solve a lot of problems. I know a lot of people say money can't buy you happiness and that's true, but money solves a lot of fucking problems. It really does. But at the end of the day, you could be sitting on a mountain of cash and still be lonely as hell and just unhappy. And I just, I missed my friends. I miss being able to do stuff. And it was just kind of making that decision. Um, If I had to give a piece of advice on how to get there, it's just what question, what you need to be happy. And it's not really a financial number. It's like, what am I trying to accomplish with my job Mm -hmm. and doing it and not being scared of the outcome, kind of like being scared to do this job full time and have a commission only income. You're either going to do it or there's no halfway. Halfway yeah. hurts everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my spew for today. So it, girl. you and I talked about having questions for each other at the end of our episodes. We're going to start doing this. If we are. So today's question for you, Sandy, could you ever see yourself walking away from the real estate in- industry altogether? Just like, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. Like, is that. I'm totally, no, I am always open to opportunity wherever that leads me. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now I'm in real estate. I'm happy with what I do. Um, I'm, I'm loving the relationships that I'm building and things like that. But yeah, I absolutely like I'm open. Hit me up. Good for you. I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not like, because I've done tons of different things in my life, right? Like I was a Marine. I was a full-time civilian uh, department of defense for the department of defense. I was a plans analyst for the government and wars and stuff. Right. You were so much cooler Um, than I am. (laughs) And so when I was in the Marines, I, everybody told me like their biggest advice for me going in was never raise your hand. And I'm like, well, I didn't fucking join for four years to sit on my ass. Right. So I did the opposite because I'm a fucking rebel and I raised my hand for everything. And I have had some of the most amazing experiences as I've been, you know, fucking regretting it a few times, but I've had some of the most amazing experiences from raising my hand for things. Mm -hmm. And I will never limit myself to what I've currently got going on. It's a good answer. That's a real answer. Um, Cool. By the way, I want everybody to know we have not told each other our questions ahead of time. Yeah, this was going to be a surprise to us that this is unscripted. Like we get on Zoom, we complain for a few minutes to each other about how shitty our day was, and it's like, okay, ready to hit record? Yeah, cool, let's go. (laughs) And that here we are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, cool, good answer. So, what's your question for me today? Now I feel dumb giving you my question. No, it's okay. How old were you for your first kiss? Oh, you're an ass. Um, <laughs> you said it could be anything. No, and it can. Okay, no, cool. All right, no, I don't know how old I it was. Middle school, and I'm just we're just just gonna go out there and do this. Okay, so I know it was middle school. I think it was maybe seventh grade, maybe there. I'm. I'm just going to tell the story. So that's, that's the age. There was this cute boy in my neighborhood named Jason Harris. He had the porcupine hair, you know, spiky hair. 
Everybody loved him. Um, he was a popular kid. I have no idea why we were outside playing, but we were, and it was time to go home. I don't remember why I did it, but I reached over, I kissed him and I ran my happy ass home. Like there was no looking back. This was not like a pretty in pink movie to where we connected. I kissed and fucking ran and we never talked about it again. Like his house, his house is where the bus stop was. So every morning I had to go sit outside this boy's house. He was nicer to me after that, but we never talked about it. And it was like, it was it just, it was something I did. And that was my first love connection kiss. That's my pretty palms for my are life. sweaty. I'm... <laughs> it was like I was afraid to kiss and run. That's that's what I did. Yep. That's I'm so glad that's we shared. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you ever have a reason for our services, I am in Houston, Texas, and excuse me, Houston, Texas, in the greater area. Um, Again, my name is Amanda Dockham, team lead for Crimson Realty Group. Uh, our contact information, or my contact information uh, is, well, yours as well, is in the notes of this podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media or shoot me an email at amanda at crimsonrealtygroup.com. What about you? How can people get a hold of you? Um, if you're talking about how fucking awesome I am, please use the hashtag TeamTBG. I'm Sandy with an I, Sandy Lynn Burnett. So uh, you can find me anywhere on social media, usually, <laughs> if I'm doing my job, right? Yes, I need to start with the hashtags. Again, I need to not be a dinosaur. Uh, I will have both of our contact information in the notes of this episode. And that is it for today. Um, we will see you guys again next week. I love you. Thank <laughs> you.